Welcome to Don't Read Drunk, a podcast about books and booze. I'm Jenny, and I'll be your host. Hi, welcome back. We are talking about Don't Tell a Soul today, a detective series written by author D.K. Hood. And I can't believe we're on episode 56 already. Time is going by so quickly, and I am just ready for it to slow down a little bit. It definitely feels like fall, and I am starting to love it. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about how she needs to come over and hang out at the house. And she said, okay, she'll come over, but we have to have s'mores for dinner. So we're planning for her to come over. We're going to have beer, campfire, and s'mores for dinner. (laughs) And the reason that she said we had to have s'mores for dinner is because I told her about one of my bad mom moments where my son and I had s'mores for dinner. I generally like to be healthy and try to show him how important it is to be healthy and be a good role model. It's not a common experience, but it definitely has happened where we've had s'mores for dinner. (laughs) The other good thing about fall is that I'm so close for it to be the last time that I need to mow the lawn before winter happens. I really love being outside. I know I've talked about this a lot. I love sitting outside by the fire. I love walking the dogs. I love hiking. But for some reason, I hate mowing the lawn. It is my least favorite chore and I would rather scrub toilets than mow the lawn. And in all honesty, I would probably rather scrub toilets with a toothbrush than mow the lawn. (laughs) And I also know I'm not the only person who feels this way. I have talked to plenty of friends and customers of mine that feel the same way. So when other people are enjoying the leaves changing color and the other signs of fall, I'm looking at the signs of fall being my grass is not growing and I'm counting down the days when it's the last time I have to mow the lawn. (laughs) And with all this talk of weather, it's almost appropriate that today's book is set in winter because it reminds me of what it's going to be like. And while I'm maybe not very excited about winter, I will say I don't mind shoveling at all. I hate driving in the snow and it gets a little dreary and cold and the days being so short get a little depressing. But I would rather shovel snow than mow the lawn. So yes, I know that's a little crazy, but that is how I feel. (laughs) Normally for a book like this, I would pick red wine, but we had red wine last week. And considering the story is set in Montana, I felt that a beer was a more fitting pairing for this book. I wanted something that was easy drinking and that didn't seem too hipster. Nothing against the hipsters since though when you do think about Montana, you think about hardworking ranchers who, in my mind, would want something that's not too fancy but has a good solid flavor. Because I think the hardworking ranchers might be a lot like the some of the guys that I know that are hardworking farmers up north or just hardworkers in general, that they don't always love some of the craftier beers and some of those, you know, more hipster type of beers. I looked at a few Big Sky Brewing beers, which are brewed in Montana, but they all felt a little too fancy for what I was going for. Moose Drool Brown Ale definitely caught my eye, but it wasn't quite what I wanted for this book. I am definitely going to try Moose Drool Brown Ale at some point, (laughs) but this wasn't the time. Maybe I'll have that next book that I read by DK Hood. And I was also at the grocery store and they were out of the Big Sky Brewing Winter Ale, which I thought might have been perfect. But since I couldn't try it, I thought I'll have to try that another time too. But what I did find 
was Shell's Firebrick Amber Lager, and it turned out to be just what I was looking for. It's not heavy, but it's got a richer flavor than like the piss water that is Miller Lite and Bud Light. Well, it's a Minnesota brewery. I think it sets a good tone for the book. It was refreshing and flavorful and something that I could see Alton or Kane drinking. I can see them cracking open a beer after a long, hard day and enjoying it with a steak. It's got a good malt flavor, but it's not too hoppy. I know some people aren't fans of IPAs due to the hoppiness, and this is the perfect beer if you're looking for a good option for something that's got flavor, but isn't too overpowering or too bitter. The August Shell Brewing Company is actually now the oldest and largest brewery in Minnesota and the second oldest family-owned brewery in America. It seems just like the type of beer a good old boy from Montana would drink, and I mean that in the best way possible, because I know some good old boys from northern Wisconsin, and I don't mean like necessarily the good old boy network, though there is some of that in the book. (laughs) The brewery is in New Ulm, Minnesota, and it actually escaped being burned in 1865 when much of New Ulm was destroyed in the Dakota War. There's a good long history on Wikipedia, which is interesting considering most breweries don't have a Wikipedia page, and if they do, they aren't nearly as robust as this one. So I've added the link in the show notes in case you wanted to check it out. Of course, I checked out their website too, and they have even a more extensive history, which I would say definitely check that out too, especially if you're interested in breweries. This one's got a really good history. Of course, they have been in business for 140 years, so there's going to be quite a long history. So the link to their website is also in the show notes. Moving on to the author, D.K. Hood is the author of the Kane and Alton detective series, which we're talking about book one of today. This is from her website. D.K. Hood is the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and Amazon bestselling author of the detective series Kane and Alton, which has sold over 1 million copies. Her spine-chilling, fast-paced serial killer thrillers revolve around Sheriff Jenna Alton and her ex-Special Forces deputy, David Kane. As the main characters fight crime, their secret pasts are never far away. Set in and around the fictional backwoods town of Black Rock Falls, Montana, known locally as Serial Killer Central, DK's imagery takes the reader into the scenes with her. Given the title Queen of Suspense by her reviewers, DK's writing style offers her readers a movie-style sizzling fast thrill ride. So, I love on her website, there is a photo of mountains and a lake. And I'm not sure if that's like her muse for the town of Black Rock Falls or if it's even in Montana, but it definitely sets the mood. Other than her website, there isn't much out there about TK Hood. I've added a link to the show notes for her website, but everything else I found is the same regurgitated bio for her. So check out the website if you're interested in checking her out. Website which you do have to look at because this made me laugh. It has a picture of some people who are supposed to be Kane and Alton, but it's super poorly photoshopped that it's really obvious that they're not actually sitting against that backdrop. And I really had to laugh. And honestly, nothing personal to whoever created the website because I could not do any better. (laughs) But I do know bad Photoshop when I see it. and, And it was funny. So nothing against the website or the author at all, but it it was funny. (laughs) So let's dive right into the book. I didn't actually read the first book in the series first. I was gifted the eighth book in the series, which is called Her Broken Wings. So 
I read that first and I absolutely loved it. And I gave it to my mom to read and she loved it. And while the books are all considered standalone books and don't necessarily need to be read in order, I'm still a big fan of reading books in order. I think it's just that I'm such a structured person and like a rule follower that I like to stick with the order. So I wanted to start with book one in the series and to share it with you. There are tons of mystery and suspense authors out there, and I think D.K. Hood and her series are flying a little bit under the radar. You know, we've all heard about and read books by Lisa Jewell, Karen Slaughter, Janet Ivanovich, uh, Robert Galbraith, who is actually J.K. Rowling, Steve Larson, Tom Clancy, and these are all authors that are well-known, but I really think D.K. Hood is right up there with some of them. The series is set in the small fictional town of Black Rock Falls, Minnesota, Montana, not Minnesota. The beer was from Minnesota. The book is from Montana (laughs) or set in Montana. The other reason I wanted to read book one is to understand the origin story a bit more. Jenna Alton is the sheriff in town. The book opens with David Kane, the new deputy sheriff arriving in town. Hood described the small Montana town beautifully. And coming from a small town myself, I found myself clearly imagining the town It really did help me have an epiphany as well. And I think one of the reasons that I hated growing up in a small town is that the narrative of who I was as a person was created for me. You know, I was a good girl, a teacher's kid, one of the smart ones, and I felt put into this box and I wanted to find myself outside of the person people expected me to be. Not that I'm rushing to move to a small town now, but at least I feel like I would have more control over that narrative and I could be the person that I actually am today without people knowing me from my childhood and making all these assumptions about me that, you know, may or may not have been true. Some of them are definitely true. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely a rule follower. And that comes from growing up as a teacher's kid, I think. <laughs> there are some cliches, but I think it's hard to write a detective or mystery novel without some cliches and including some common tropes. Both Alton and Kane are strong, independent types. They're athletic, intelligent, and they're also both hiding secrets. And this is the other reason I want to read the series in order is to see how those secrets unfold. Hood does an excellent job of slowly revealing certain things to both the reader and to Alton and Kane as they get to know each other. They both recognize immediately that the other isn't all they seem to be, and they don't know the full story. Kane acknowledges that Alton has the makings of a partner that he can trust with his life. While they initially have some suspicion of each other, they both soon realize they can trust each other. While in real life, I don't believe that the trust would come so easily or quickly, Hood makes it seem realistic. It's not just the external danger that creates the trust, it's the recognition that there are similar people with similar training. Kane is protective, but also logical. The sexism in the book bothers me a little, Of course, a small town in Montana is likely rife with sexist attitudes. I've been spoiled a bit by being in the city that the sexist attitudes are fewer and further between. They still exist, but it's not as rampant. So there's a decent amount of Kane saving Alton. It's not that she can't or doesn't hold her own, but there's enough vulnerability from her that it's annoying. Men can and do have vulnerabilities as well, though there isn't much of Kane's vulnerability revealed in book one. There's one moment in the book where Alton falls into Kane's arms, relieved that, quote, he found her. And 
I actually rolled my eyes when I read that part because it was just so lame and, you know, weak girl, strong guy moment that I really just kind of didn't like at all. (laughs) So these aren't fatal flaws. That one was the one that came as close as it could to being a fatal flaw, but I definitely noticed a few things. And I'm okay with vulnerabilities and women not always being perfect and strong. Even someone written, written the way that Alton was will have flaws. It just felt a little too like Kane as the hero of the story versus them being more equal. It's been a while since I read Her Broken Wings, but I feel like that does kind of maybe even out throughout the series. At least I, I kind of hope it does because I didn't get that same impression when I read Broken Wings. At least I don't remember having that same impression. Kane basically accuses Alton of being on the take or willingly ignoring crime in the area, which Alton was angry about and rightfully so. While this might have been something that I questioned where I came, I probably would have kept it to myself rather than making unfounded accusations of my sheriff. It doesn't really seem like a smart move on his part and kind of seems a a little bit out of character too for him because he seems like a smart guy who keeps things close to the chest. Kane also seems to think Alton disregards her personal safety, though it seems more like a defense mechanism considering she is a woman. At least that was my opinion of how it came across. Alton is not welcome as the sheriff by everyone in town because she's a woman. To me, it seems Hood wrote this into her characteristics because she feels that she still needs to prove herself. There is one point where she ignores the potential danger of her alarm system being down. This seems to me kind of what our brain does naturally by making up reasons and excuses for things rather than a potentially dangerous situation. It's the same reason like our brain will think gunshots are actually fireworks. We're not used to that type of danger and we need to kind of explain it in our minds. So to me, it feels like that's what she was doing by explaining it with a, um, a blown fuse or something like that. The book definitely does shine a light on how despite her training and strength, things are different for women. Alton shares there's a man in town who's basically stalking her. She had spent some time with him, but he can't take no for an answer and continues to find out where she is and continues to harass her. This has happened to me, and it's terrifying because you never know what people can do. Something that small can easily blow up. Alton also wonders if she had, quote, given him a reason to threaten her. And this is exactly the type of thing that I think is BS. There is no reason for anyone to threaten someone else like that or stalk someone else. Leading someone on isn't a good reason for that. Like, oh, she led me on or he led me on. You know, just you need to make the break. I wonder, though, if a small town helps breed this mentality in or if lack of options for a relationship plays a factor. Not that I'm in any way excusing the bad behavior of this character. And because it's a small town, there are a lot of big egos. It's a hockey town, so it's big enough to have a semi-professional team. The mayor and several of the hockey players have those big egos that cause some problems during the investigation. And there is also a leak in the police department. And while it's a small department, I would also think this is pretty common in small towns. People talk in small towns, partially because there isn't as much to entertain you, and partially because everyone does know everyone, or at least knows of everyone. I also noticed pretty early on the use of enquiry, E-N, versus inquiry. 
I-N, and it was a little distracting, so I had to look it up right away. And it turns out the book is from the UK, and it seems like D.K. Hood is likely British, too, though I couldn't find anything to confirm that. She does have a Facebook page, and if I was on Facebook, I could certainly do some more investigating, but I'm pretty confident in my assessment. There are also a few sayings that I didn't recognize, like, all and sundry, and out on the tiles. And I had to look up both of these and they are more commonly British sayings, though all and sundry has Scottish roots. So for being British, I felt that the story set in Montana was really well written and seemed to follow American law pretty accurately, at least as far as my understanding goes. Though I can't say I have a really well-rounded understanding of the law, I've picked up some things because of my interest in true crime. Overall, I would give this a three out of five. I definitely enjoyed her broken wings more, but I'm happy I got to know more about the origin story, and I'm sure that Hood's writing continues to get better better with time. And even though I gave it a three, I still immediately went in my Kindle and bought the next book in the series, Bring Me Flowers. I haven't started it yet, but I'm excited to. This is definitely a solid and comfortable series. Goodreads gives it a 4.15. One reviewer liked the story, but didn't like that Hood used British colloquialisms and felt that it was a little presumptuous for a British author to write a detective series set in the United States. They felt there were better mystery authors out there. And while those things jumped out at me too, I still enjoyed the book and I thought she did a great job overall in the story. And I don't honestly think that a British author or any author should be limited to writing just about what they know. I think they should do their research. And for me, it seems like she did a pretty good job with her research. Another reviewer said, this book did a good job of hooking me from the beginning and keeping me interested. Hood paints a convincing picture of small town life. It's straightforward police procedural, nothing fancy, but well told. And I definitely agreed with that one. Another reviewer said, unfortunately, this didn't work for me. It wasn't bad, but my dislike for the two main characters played a factor in my overall enjoyment. Another one said, one word, amazing. Loved this book from start to finish. A suspenseful, edgy tale that grips you and doesn't let go till the last page. The characters are so vividly drawn that they stay with you long after the book is finished. And I liked this reviewer um, and the review but I, I didn't quite share the same enthusiasm of this first book. I think uh, the other one was better, but I think that DK Hood will get better as she continues to write more. Overall, the reviews I read were a little tepid despite the 4.15 star rating, and that's kind of how I feel about the first book. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the best book I ever read, so keep that in mind. If you're not a person who needs to read a book series in order, I'd suggest starting with the other books where Hood gets a little more solid in her writing. If you're like me, just keep in mind when you read the first book that it is the first book of the series, and I do think that she gets better as she goes along. Media recommendations this week. Glow on Netflix. So this is a fictional TV series about the real gorgeous ladies of wrestling from the mid 80s. I was a huge fan of the WWF in the 80s and 90s. So this appealed to me. It follows the plucky and determined Ruth as an actress struggling to find work. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. And it's also just really fun. I love how it calls out these sexist attitudes. And some of the guys are almost caricatures of themselves. But it was really funny. And I shouldn't say was because I've just started it. I'm not even really that far into it. But I love it. And I definitely recommend it. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at don't read drunk. Email me at don'treaddrunk at gmail.com or check out my website at don'treaddrunk.buzzsprout.com. This is a hobby podcast, so any donations are very much welcome. You can do a one-time donation on PayPal using my email, don'treaddrunk at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash don'treaddrunk. Thank you to my sponsors, Aaron Ruiz at One Up Till Sunup, who created the music. You can find Aaron and One Up Till Sunup on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Also, Avenue Coffee House. You can find them on Facebook and their website, avenue-coffeehouse.com. They have opened up a new coffee shop, Supernova Coffee and Donuts, which is downtown Milwaukee. And their donuts are amazing. So if you're in the Milwaukee area, definitely go check them out. Next episode, we'll be talking about The Secret History by Donna Tart. Bye and talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.